Hey, I really want to wish you a Merry Christmas from all the pastors at Central and from our entire church. Uh, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And uh, we're so glad that you're spending just a little bit of your Christmas with us, focusing in on Jesus together. You know, sometimes people assume that uh, church is where the righteous people go. Uh, others assume that church is actually the place where, where all the self-righteous people go. Uh, I got to be honest with you, here, here's, here's, here's one definition I, I would use for church. It's um, essentially a sinner support group. And so with that in mind, hello, my name is Matt, and I'm a sinner who needs a savior, and so are you, and I just want to welcome you here. This is a safe space for you. Uh, we recognize at Christmas that we are sinners who need a savior. The world is broken and damaged, and a lot of things just do not feel right in the world. And we have these longings, this looking for answers. How will everything be made right? And the answer is Christmas. God was born. God came to deal with all of the hurts, all of the pains, all of the stuff going on in our lives and in our world. God entered all of that to repair it and make us right with him. That's what Christmas is all about. I just want to read to you from John chapter 1. John's gospel says this in verse 14, and the word, that's Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Uh, look, if you watch the news even just for like a 24-hour sort of cycle, you will know that the world is not the way that it should be. Uh, the world is, is broken and fractured, like I said. And so what are we to make of all of it? Uh, it often asks us in our relationship with God, in, in, in concepts of faith, we ask this question of why would a good God allow such destruction and chaos, grief and mourning in the world? And that, those are fair questions. We look around in bewilderment, wondering, like, what's coming next? We thought 2021 was going to be better than 2020. 2021 was worse, and now we're like, I don't even want to make expectations on 2022. This, this could be real, real tough, because I don't know what's in store. It's, it's, it's such an interesting and discouraging kind of moment. It leads us to ask the question, why, God? Is, if there's a God, like, you don't seem to care very much about your world and the people that you have made. Well, the reality is that the verse I just read actually tells us the opposite. The word, Jesus, who was there from the beginning in relationship with God the Father and everything was created through him, the word became flesh, we're told, and dwelt among us. Christmas reminds us then that uh, God is not absent, he dwells among us. He is not distant, he came near. John 1.14 tells us of a God who loves us so much that he came to us to save us, to rescue us. Look, with all of the anxiety and depression and fear that's plaguing our world, it's not right to assume, though, that God doesn't care 
He cares so much. He loves us so much that he came to deal decisively with our sin, with the problems in our lives, and the difficulties that plague our world. You know, I'll just be really honest with you. I've had a really difficult uh, last couple of years. My my mother has terminal cancer, and uh, we know this will be our last Christmas together. I've realized that I've been battling some depression for a while now, and um, it's been really kind of challenging to navigate all that's been going on and and, and trying to lead a church well and, and, and love it well and care well and serve well, minister well. Well, well, battling stuff in my, my mind, in my heart. And it's often easy to go, God, where are you? What are you doing? Um, Christmas has been a really sweet reminder to me. Um, oh, yeah. Right. This is what you're doing. You, you, you came to fix the mess. You came to deal decisively with, with all the hurts and the pains and everything that's wrong with the world. Christmas is God born human form, and dwelling among us. With us. That's close, really close. Uh, John Newton is one of my favorite historical figures. He, he lived this really tumultuous life. Uh, and even as a young boy, he was kind of on his own in Africa. He'd been a part of working on ships and stuff. And eventually he became this, the sea captain of a slave ship. And then came to saving faith in Jesus Christ. And his life was absolutely transformed. Um, and he became a pastor. And uh, in the years that followed, he, he had all this intense remorse uh, for his part in the slave trade. And he is the one who penned the song, Amazing Grace. And of his own experience, he wrote, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. See, Jesus came at Christmas and he meets us in the mess, even of our own hearts, the wretches that we are, and brings his grace, showers us with grace, meets us in the difficulties. There's more to the song, though, that I discovered recently that's fascinating. William Coper was um, a man in his congregation who's written many wonderful hymns in history himself, gorgeous songs, and he was quite the poet. And, uh, and so here is um, John Newton, who's the pastor of this church, and he's regularly writing songs for his congregation. And he's trying to meet the needs of his congregation through these songs, rich with you know, scripture and hope in Jesus. And William Cooper, though this great poet, he also really suffered um, with, with, with his entire life with darkness and depression and self-condemnation. And, uh, and so uh, John Newton had in mind for this verse, William Cooper. It was his, Cooper's struggle with doubt, anxiety, and guilt that motivated these particular words from Newton. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, we have already come. T'was grace that brought us safe thus far, and grace will lead us home. Christmas should supply us with a great deal of comfort in the midst of all of the adversity that we are facing. You just need to look to Christmas and God becoming flesh and dwelling among us to see that. The word that's used to talk about God dwelling among us is actually like a reference to the tabernacle. 
The word became flesh and tabernacled among us. What was a tabernacle? What was, a, what was the temple? Well, people all around the world have always uh, built temples. Why? Because they knew that in, intuitively that there is a God. And if there's a God, he is big and we are small and he is holy and we are not. And so the temple, the tabernacle became this kind of a place where you would go and offer your sacrifices, sacrifices of atonement, sacrifices for your sin and wrongdoing, trying to appease God. But Jesus, the word, became flesh and dwelt among us, tabernacled among us. Jesus becomes the tabernacle. It's fascinating. What does that mean? Well, it means that he is the ultimate priest because he laid down the ultimate sacrifice. When he went to the cross, he died for our sins. That also means he's the ultimate temple. The whole purpose of a temple, Jesus in his life, death, and resurrection fulfilled it so that we simply become people of grace. And he indwells us as these living temples, all because of what Jesus has done. So I, I just kind of want to take a few minutes here this Christmas to, to turn some of our deepest discouragements into hope. I want us to recall that, that we actually don't have a God who is distant, who does not care, but actually who came near, who loves you dearly and entered into the messes that we are familiar with, he became familiar with. And he actually died in our place. Why? So that he could deal with, once and for all, sin and death and destruction and make everything new. Christmas means that he came to dwell among us, to meet us in the stuff we're facing. Good Friday, the cross and the resurrection, Resurrection Sunday mean he came to decisively deal with sin and death. E. Stanley Jones wrote, the early Christians did not say in dismay, look what the world has come to, but in delight, look what has come to the world. My encouragement, my pastoral encouragement to you this Christmas is don't say in dismay what's going on around us, but say in absolute delight, look what Jesus entered in order to save us. Therefore, we have hope. Therefore, we can have courage. Therefore, we can carry on. In the words of J.R.R. Tolkien in The Lord of the Rings, one day, all sad things will come untrue. How can we be sure? The answer is Christmas. God was born. God came near. God dealt with it all. We can trust him. Merry Christmas. Let me pray. Jesus, uh, we love you. We need you. Uh, we confess uh, fear, anxiety, uh, in many of our cases, depression, uh, loss of loved ones, um, difficult days, loss of livelihood, loneliness, discouragements. I know many just feel like they're barely hanging on. I, I relate to that. Um, but what I need is the message of the gospel this Christmas that you drew near. that you dealt decisively with every wrong that we experience and see around us. You can be trusted. 
thank you that you are near. You have tabernacled among us, that you are the sacrifice. We love you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. I pray that you would be, fill us with hope this Christmas, joy this Christmas, peace, love, and light. We love you. We need you. We praise you through it all this Christmas, recognizing who you are, the word made flesh dwelling among us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, just before we sing a final song, let me send you with this. Wherever your celebrations take you, embody the goodness of Christ. Bring hope where there's despair. Bring peace to conflict. Bring joy where misery is plenty. Bring love to hateful places. And embody the light of the world in times of darkness. May the Prince of Peace live in your heart and bring you comfort this Christmas. Amen and Merry Christmas.